Well, we ended up taking last week off for Christmas, and that was probably a good thing because I ended up getting a little under the weather Saturday before Christmas. As you can tell by my voice, I, I sound like the uh, the deep note guy from uh, Voice to Men, you know, the background guy. So the only time I like getting sick because then I sound like super sexy and rock sends me flowers to work and everything. But it is another week. And before we go into the new year, we want to hit y'all up with a final episode of 2022 of Sweep the League Sports Talk. It is myself, the... And it's not self-proclaimed. I was this guy way before radio. Now it's the rated R sports star, the ravishing one, Rudy Campos Jr. Alongside the rock himself, Rocky Garza. Stats is with us. It's us three tonight, guys. Everybody else is on, I guess, vacay for the New Year's coming up. Gentlemen, we got a lot to talk about. Cowboys are on cloud nine right now. San Antonio Spurs picked up a victory. Do we see a little bit of a turn of the corner? The Spurs are actually playing tonight. We'll get into that talk here. And also, we've got Sweeper Keep, man. We've got a lot of stuff going on here. we got other stuff probably coming up. We promised drunk talk. i got to talk about drunk times because we talked about fast food and, you know, Mark and Rocky and Candace on the last episode threw up in their mouth at everything that I told them that I ate. Now we're going to talk about drunken nights and how much have I and other people really have had to drink um, on another episode of uh, Off the Rails, basically, a part of the Super, uh, Super League. But gentlemen, hey, we survived Salvation Army. Thank you guys for helping out. I appreciate it. We we didn't freeze our balls off this time, Rock. No, sir, we did not. I mean, I was warm. I actually wore pants for once, which y'all were surprised. But yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, I, it was at a good time before the actual freeze hit <laughs> on the next the next week. So yeah, it was it was real fun, and I'm glad that we got to help out and raise some money for the for some families. What pissed me off is the week before I'm at Salvation Army by myself. Candace shows up for a little bit because she wanted to show up. I raised them easy like maybe ten bucks, and I think five of it was my five bucks that I put in there. I raised nothing. Rock comes in here. And the the count before or the account after that Saturday for what did we work? Two hours, I think stats is what it was. Maybe yeah, less we were there hours. for a couple of hours. Yeah. So the final count from that day alone was like two hundred and fifty-eight dollars. I mean, last year Rock shows up, short shorts, ugly Christmas sweater. He was rocking the were you rocking the hat, the Christmas hat? No, I was just no. rocking some Crocs and a fade. Oh, yeah, we were rocking. There was a socks and Crocs. Crocs and, Croc and socks. Um, short shirt. Short shorts. Booty shorts? Booty shorts. They were were they five inch or four inch? I can't remember on that. Hey, whatever you want it to be. No, what were they last year? I don't remember what it was. Five, five inches. Five inches. Okay, we're talking shorts. We're talking shorts, people. Um, So... Five inch shorts. We were rocking the. Uh, I had my gangsta rapper shirt, which was uh, our ugly Christmas sweater, and we raised a buttload of money last year. We joked on the radio that it was Rock's eyes. Well, Derek was there with us. He could see it. We had another witness. Stats. Was it the eyes of Rocky Garza that again brought in two hundred and fifty eight dollars, or was it the location? That that's that's the mystery we need to solve right now. 
I think it was a combination of the of the two, but we're you're missing one other detail: the fact that what Rock actually dressed uh, in line with his eye color. So, like his shirt had his eye color on it, it was as green, well. Right? Yeah, it was green. Rock was wearing like this checkered green shirt, and yeah, he had the 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 wild green eyes, just like inviting people to come on in. Very very warm and then we hit the i mean the location was the icing on the cake too uh very successful got all the big bucks i mean dude i mean we, we did really well guys i'm proud of us yeah we did and for everybody to know salvation army is the parade of kettles we'll be a part of it again next year uh brad uh mayor from salvation army definitely is a great guy we do a lot of work with him so we'll be then uh next year and then again parade of kettles they had a goal of $30,000 to raise. And last I heard, it was well over 31000 So they hit their goal. Wow. And again, that all goes to uh, rescuing Christmas, getting Christmases for uh, families who uh, aren't able to get kids anything, you know, so the Salvation Army steps in, gets some presents and stuff. So congrats, everybody. All you guys out there raising money for the Salvation Army that helped us. Uh, we hit our goal of uh, $30,000 plus. Dollars, so massive massive accomplishment there is it as big of an accomplishment as the dallas cowboys beating a backup quarterback we're gonna find out but before we do again this is sweep the league sports talk don't forget about baller boys podcast and it it was as good as it gets podcast then it was the d gervin big mo show and now it's something else, and I've got to get the name of it. But we're going to say the D. Gerber Big Mo Show. Derek Gerben, Paul McKeskey on Monday nights on Facebook. Can't forget Shamaya on the Beats Internet Radio. And, of course, I am Refocused Radio. I am biting my tongue because we have potentially a massive guest that we want to announce as soon as we get confirmation. Once we have that, we'll let you guys know. But, you know, Rock, this is all your your platform here. Your your Cowboys are looking mighty good right now, heading into the playoffs. Now, I'm kind of scared because I, I I'm I'm kind of glad I got both you and stats here because it looks like they're gonna face a guy that is undefeated against them, and we all know the Buccaneers have looked like trash, and but at the same time, Tom Brady is six zero against them. Are you at any way concerned, Rock? If you see the Dallas Cowboys meet Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in the first round, it is Tampa Bay because they get the home field, even though they have a shitty record, they're going to get home field. So that's got to be some concern, right? Are you more confident with this Cowboy team going in? I think there's just a little concern just because you have that, those demons of the Cowboys, Cowboys are fighting. And it's more of they're playing against each other than, you know, executing the game plan against Tampa. I mean, we've all seen the Bra- the Bucks and Brady just look completely washed, and the team just doesn't look like they want to be there. But then you always get that Brady magic, and it's, it's just always the Cowboys beating themselves. I think you know they're going to be heavily favored going into it, and they're just going to get the job done, and not not to be cute and trying to you know just add that little magic to it, just get the job done and, and treat it like business like usual. But I mean, there's going to be some some concern also because there's injuries on the Dallas Cowboys side, so that does concern me but i mean this pass rush also has looked non-existent and man it's just tom brady man it just scares me every time the cowboys have to go against them it it is you know i i get the concern for it am i super concerned probably not i mean tampa bay's it, it looks good in spurts 
And the Cowboys have actually, I mean, I, I hate that I give them credit all the time now. I mean, they're looking really, really good. T.Y. Hilton, remember I told y'all guys, he's that third down guy that they've been needing. And he's going to get you that catch that you need to get, motivate the team. I really hope that, um, you know, the uh, coaching staff finds a way to get T.Y. Hilton the ball a little bit more, a couple more slant routes, get him more involved in the game. But, I mean, 52-yard bomb for his first catch as a Cowboy speaks volumes. I I don't think there should be any concern, and I'm, I'm definitely cursing the Cowboys right now. But I don't think there should be very many concerns. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have just looked terrible all year. Brady does not look comfortable. I don't even know if he's going to play another year after this year. If he does, it's definitely not going to be in Tampa. But we've got the uh, official Tampa Bay uh, man here in stats. Stats, your bucks, man. I mean, is there any type of confidence going in if and more than likely the Bucks are going to meet the Cowboys is there any type of confidence or is you lacking confidence going in? The same thing like I asked Brock. I mean, is there any concerns going in against the Cowboys in that first round? Uh, there's all the concern. Um, yeah, it's it's as simple as that. This game is not necessarily about Tampa Bay beating the Cowboys. This game, the theme of this game is going to be, will the Cowboys beat themselves? Just as Rock alluded to. Um I have no doubt that the Cowboys will win this game. Um, don't get me wrong. Brady has led the the fourth quarter comebacks, you know, the drives, the game-winning drives this season. But the Bucks, you know, if you look beyond that, the Bucks have looked like trash. They're just not the same team. Brady looks older. Um, they've had cracks on that team, and they couldn't fill them um, in the offseason. The injuries have really hurt them as well. Um, there's some issue with coaching. I don't think I don't think Bowles is the guy there. Um, it just feels like there's kind of like a headless chicken in Tampa Bay right now, and Brady's just kind of going off of fumes and instincts to lead these game-winning drives to bail them out. So their record should probably be worse. They did beat Arizona, I mean, uh, with a game-winning drive, but shouldn't even have gone down to that. Arizona's not a good team. Um, and you mentioned the Cowboys just coming off of this big game against the Eagles. Um, yeah, if you're the Cowboys, you should have beaten the Eagles by at least like 15. I mean, it's Gardner Minshew. Uh, nothing against the guy. I think he's a, he's a pretty solid backup, but the Cowboys really should have um, had had kept him tempered down and should not have allowed this Eagles offense to go off. Um, so I don't think the Cowboys should be too impressed with that victory. Uh, I don't think the fans should be that impressed with that victory. Um, you went up against a backup quarterback. Um, so you're, you're saying to tame it down is what you're saying. Oh yeah, like lower yeah. expectations. Yeah, well, like the, I think the victory over the Eagles was a little overblown. <laughs> a lot of people forgot that Hertz wasn't playing in that game. Um, the Cowboys, you know, they were playing at home. It's a favorite. Um, they really should have won by a bigger margin. Uh, they had all their guys there, um, and I know we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but the biggest comeback in NFL history between the Indianapolis Colts and the Vikings. The reason I bring this up is because. Like everyone was treating the Vikings like, oh my gosh, they're they're amazing. They pulled off this comeback. But the Colts, here's the thing: the Colts are terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, they're still terrible. And the Vikings went down 33 to 0 in their home in front of their fans. That is not what a Super Bowl winning team does. Um, that's embarrassing. Why are you calling it's, me out on this? They were it's my Super sad. Bowl no, I I I gotta <laughs> talk about this. We didn't get to talk about this when it happened. I got to talk about this. 
People right. do not be impressed by that comeback. Um, the Colts were supposed to be down. They were supposed to lose. The Vikings were supposed to dominate them. And they go down 33-0. to zero. They came back and bailed it out at the end to hide just how awful they were from like half of that game. And that is not what a championship winning team does. I still don't have that much faith in the Vikings because you just don't know which team is going to show up. Um, and they barely won against the Giants this past weekend. <laughs> but a win's a win. I mean. Oh, yeah. A win's a win. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, Matt Ryan and now Nick Foles, the Colts are in trouble. <laughs> Their future is in trouble right now. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I wasn't impressed with that. Don't get me wrong. It's the feat itself is like, okay, biggest comeback in NFL history, but look beyond the feat and see how did the Vikings get in that hole in the first place? It's still, well, it's a consistency you, issue. How do you, I mean, I want to play, you know, like what is a devil's advocate or something, but how do you know that they didn't want to spot them 33 points knowing that they were going to come back and kick their ass? I mean, that's kind of, if you look at, if you're asking me, that's kind of a dick move by the Vikings, but it's kind of a cool move. No, there's no way that was planned. You don't think so? No, 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 no. They they were playing like Jefferson's a clown like that. I think he, I think he would like to put that on his shoulders and be like, yeah, we're going to come back and win. No, and I, I, man, it's, it's fun to think about, but there's, there's just no way the Colts are terrible. They should not have the Vikings. If you're the Vikings, you don't allow a team that bad to dominate you. And, you know, it's funny because Rock chimes in on the chat here saying, you know, Matt Ryan knows how to blow leads. And, again, I don't know what the fuck I did to you, Rock. I mean, <laughs> you're coming at me. Mark's calling out my Super Bowl pick, who I picked the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. You're coming at me bringing up old Super Bowl shit about, you know, Matt Ryan not blow, blowing leads and everything. I mean, we know the problems. Y'all, th- this is uh, this is going to be a really hard episode here. And I'm battling the allergies, too. So I'm battling, hey, you know, all the elements all at once. Was, hey, hey, Rock brought up Matt Ryan, dude. <laughs> that wasn't me. Was, was, that, was this lead uh, that he blew worse than the Super Bowl one? Or which one do you think is the worst? Oh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl, man. Hands I mean, down, Super Bowl. You're what, 28 to 3? Going into the fourth, I mean, there was only like what three minutes in the third quarter. There, there's and... no way. <laughs> How lit were you, Rudy, knowing your Falcons were up twenty to eight to three? I was, I was already celebrating. I was waiting for that Sports Illustrated commercial to come on. Order your championship Falcons hat and shirt. Now I was ready to dial. I was going to order one for all my friends and everything, because I knew this would never happen again in my lifetime. And were you, see the were you shit talking a lot? I I was not. That I will say that. I will admit, I stayed away from social media. I didn't say anything. I let it be. When I saw the lead going down, I was like, okay, it's Tom Brady. Everybody says it. It's Tom Brady. He's going to make a comeback. You just got to stop him. But when the play calling got the way that it did on the offensive side. Thanks, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, you prick. Dan Quinn. Another prick, even though he's doing good now. But it, it sucks. Both guys go somewhere else and are doing good. Anyway, they, the play calling was just crap in that fourth quarter. You, you legitimately had the Patriots on their heels. You could have ran the ball. You could have yep. dunked and dinked the entire fourth quarter. No one said you have to run 
a play. You can run the play clock down to one second, knock off another 10, 12 seconds, and then run it down again. You were moving the ball the entire game. You could control that game. I don't know what happened. All I know is I stayed off social media. When they blew the lead, I remember, and again, this is a this is a children's show, but we, we cuss every now and then. I remember my exact post on Facebook was, nobody better fucking call me, text me, message me, nothing. Leave me the fuck alone. And I posted it, and I... I wanted to break my phone so bad, but I didn't have insurance on that one at the time. So um, couldn't do that. I wanted to break my TV so bad. And I should have, because that piece of shit conked out like in a week or two later. Um, <laughs> I was, I, I was livid. I was livid. I was, it was if like somebody was talking shit about my mom and I wanted to kill them. That's how livid I was. You know, I'll I'll be honest with you. Like when they were when they were ahead and they had built up that lead, it was really sad going back and remembering all of the shots of Arthur Blank <laughs> celebrating. Like you yes. just so elated. Yes. I like honestly, man. When that pick six happened, that was like one of the that was one of the most exciting moments I've ever witnessed in the NFL. Just the pick six on Brady taking it all the way back to the house. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so awesome. Fresh new team, finally going to win it all. Seeing Julio Jones get that Super Bowl ring. Oh, my God, that catch in the fourth quarter. I mean, everything lined up. this This was literally the football guy saying, Atlanta, you will never get here again, ever. Here is your moment, your time to shine. You got it back with Jamal Anderson and Dan Reeves, and you didn't quite finish it there. You didn't quite do it there. This is your moment. This is your time. And I said, all you have to do is just take care of the lead. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even do that, man. I, I, I've, I've contemplated, you know, and not contemplating the bad thing, but I've contemplated switching my fandom completely, which I haven't done yet. <laughs> I I filled out the application to be a Jets fan. I did like the Jets back in the day for a little bit. Um, hey, the I, QB likes moms, man. Well, I mean, I guess if the MILF is, you know, hot, I mean, you, can, you can't deny it. Um, but no, he's not even there no more. They're going to get rid of him at the end of the year. So I've cont- I even I even filled out an application like a year or two ago to be a Dolphins fan when they sucked. I mean, that's how bad it was. Yeah. I I I don't want to be a Cowboy fan. I, oh. I can't stand the we're going to the Super Bowl every year, be you know, twelve and four or whatever, or twelve and five now, whatever. Super Bowl dreams just to get you know bounced by you know Brock Purdy in the next well, round. I mean, well, <laughs> Rudy, did you know that Texas has two NFL teams? Yes, I did. I did. But I mean, if I wanted misery, I just would just stay a Falcons fan. Why am I going to become a Texans fan right now? Or you can just, you know, not be a fan of the NFL or of any team, you know, watch it and then be a Santa <laughs> Brahma's fan. No, ah, I'm a Brahma. I'll be. I'm gonna Brahma. I'm a Brahma supporter anyway. But I've got to. I've got to have an NFL team. I mean, the NBA has gotten 
so charm and soft. I don't want to. I mean, you can literally take five steps before you're dribbling and it's okay. You can, you know, you can tickle LeBron in his armpit and you're ejected. It's a flagrant too. I mean, the NBA is just soft. MLB is MLB. I love baseball. I got to have a sport, man. Football is the only thing I got. I've got to watch it. So you you guys help me pick out a, a team and make it a make it a mediocre team because I don't want to pick a, oh, I'm a Chiefs fan. You know, I'm writing that bad yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like that. Yeah. No. If yeah. I, I, I'm kind of contemplating right now. I like the Chargers. I'm not going to lie. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Derwin James. I, I like that squad. They got a nice little squad. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I'm stick with the Jets. I might go with the Jets. I yeah. think even though they're not really, I mean, they're kind of mediocre, but they're up and coming. I think you should be a Jags fan. A what? A, a Jags fan, Jacksonville. You know, you can you can convince me of that. I I, I kind of like Jacksonville a little bit. Trevor Lawrence has something Heck there. Yeah. ETN is good when he plays. I mean, he gets hurt every other down. So, I mean, it's good when he plays. Dude, Evan Ingram having like a redemption year? A, yeah, a hey. redemption. Not only that, if if they can trade for Calvin Ridley, they can trade for me too. They yes. can definitely do that. So, I, I think we're going to have to fill out the uh, the application for the Jacksonville Jaguars fandom. Dude, imagine if they added another receiver this year in the draft or, or you know, pay out some money for a receiver. I could he see that happening. Like, Dude, Zay Jones has been a beast, too. Yeah, yeah. Zay Jones. I mean, they, they yeah. have um, – what's his name? The Christian Kerr. Oh, Mar- Marvin Jones is still there, too. Yeah, well, Marvin Jones. I mean, he's, well, I think Calvin Ridley is going to be a true number one for him for T-Law next year. Calvin Ridley is going to look real good next year, I think. Really is going to be good. That's why I'm saying they don't need and the draft, the mock drafts that I do, they don't need a, a a wide receiver. I mean, you've got Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram is just going balls to the wall. You've got Calvin Ridley coming back after a year suspension. Your running game is fine as long as ETN can stay healthy and not, you know, it's like when you touch him, it's like glass. He breaks, and I don't get that. He's he doesn't seem like that kind of guy, but. What they really need, they need to show up that defense a little bit. They could use an offensive lineman, but I really want to see yeah. them show up that defense and really, really go after it on the defensive side of the ball in this draft. This draft is loaded with defensive players. I mean, I potential five to six cornerbacks going in the first round this year, in my opinion. I mean, it's going to be a, a good God type of uh, draft when it comes to defense. So... I think I'm gonna look into the the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars fandom. I think you guys yeah. are kind of convincing me. Um, I I wish I was more lenient when I picked my fan bases because my my criteria for picking my NFL teams was they have to be absolute ass. Like I can't like even if they make the playoffs, I can't be a fan of that team because because <laughs> I have to like I have to go support the doldrums. So like you you know Rudy you mentioned like you know. Go- switching from Atlanta Falcons like I wouldn't even touch the Colts at all right now they don't have a future at all and uh there is even a case for them to not hang on to Jonathan Taylor no well yes and no the the Colts still when healthy they still have one if not the best offensive line in football so 
that makes Taylor feel good knowing he can run behind the line like that. When healthy, they're probably one of the best, if not the best. Now, when you look at the quarterback spot, again, a lot of people fail to realize they're looking at, well, we got to get C.J. Stroud. You got to go after Bryce Young, Will Levis. Those guys are going to be there for the Colts. But why not put your money where your mouth is? You, you're screwed on the Matt Ryan thing. Let him go. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent. Can you imagine Jimmy behind a good, a really good offensive line, a running back with like Jonathan Taylor? Now, not only that, he has decent receivers and Pittman there. Uh, Paris Campbell's another one. They can literally say, okay, we're going to get Jimmy G. And then, you know what? We're that high in the draft. We can trade back and grab a Quinn Johnston or, you know, another receiver like that uh, to help us, you know, help out uh, Michael Pittman on the side. So I think that that's an, op- that's, an op- that's an option there. That's an option. But real quick, you guys in the Jimmy G thing, what team would benefit the most getting Jimmy G in the offseason? Dude, if Brady relieves, you know, you could. I mean, that would be crazy if you see Jimmy G take over in Tampa, or you can see a, a team like the, the Broncos, you know, since they already fired the coach, just kind of eat the bullet on Russell Wilson and go for Jimmy G or even a New Orleans Saints team. Did you see? Could you guys see the Texans making a run? I mean, they need a QB. They've got two picks in the top right now in the top 15. I mean, I, I'm I in my last mock draft, I said that the Texans should trade down with the Colts. Colts should trade up to one, take Bryce Young. They want that future QB fine. The Texans could still trade down, get a Will Levis. But if you trade down, get those extra draft picks. And if you're Texans ownership in front office, why not just throw whatever you can money-wise to Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, that that'll make Brandon Cooks happy. I know that for a fact. You've got, you know, Damian Pierce is definitely suitable as a running back in Houston. All you've got to do, and you know what? The offensive line isn't that bad in Houston. It really isn't. So you can just shore up the defense. Imagine going in there and taking a, you know, a Will Anderson and, you know, possibly a uh, Kylie Ringo. I mean, a good cornerback, a good not shutdown cornerback, but a good quarterback, maybe even a Joey Porter who could turn into a shutdown quarterback. But to get a Will Anderson to just clog up the middle, Texans aren't looking that bad if you go and get a Jimmy G. I mean, what do you guys think about him maybe going to Houston? I think if Jimmy G went to Houston, Candace is going to be making weekly trips to Houston. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so close. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jimmy G brings uh, veteranship as well. You know, I think even a, a team like the Jets would benefit from him. You know, they have I've, a I've got a decent... curveball. I got a curveball for you guys. Go ahead, Seth. I got a curveball coming up. Yeah, I think you know, they have a pretty decent offensive line. Uh, their defense is pretty good. They have receivers there. They can get another receiver. Um, Zonovan Knight looks good um, at running back. I mean, yeah, I think Jimmy G could really help out the Jets, too. Jets are good. Now, this is something before we move on to NBA talk and sweeper keep and stuff and uh, drunken night talk, but we talked about last thing. Kyler Murray is ass. We're not going to sit here and lie about it. Kyler Murray is ass. I mean, he he's terrible in Arizona. He, you know, 
it's I don't get it. I never understood why he was drafted number one. It was all hype. A guy like Cliff Kingsbury, who's a decent coach, he's not the best coach, but he's a decent coach, is going to end up getting the axe for a player like Kyler Murray. Imagine Jimmy G in Arizona where Kingsbury's like, I'm still the coach, and the Cardinals get rid of Kyler. He doesn't want to be there. Let's be real. He doesn't want to be there. He's not putting in the effort. He's not improving. Kyler plays NFL street football. He just runs and throws it. You know what? I wouldn't have a problem if he was able to make accurate throws on the move, but he can't. So the Jets are cutting ties with Zach, Zach Wilson at the end of the year. Could, should the, I think the Cardinals should literally just cut ties with Kyler. And again, if you want to be all in that Jimmy G uh, sweepstakes or whatever, probably, to me, they look better with Colt McCoy. But think about a QB coming in like a Garoppolo. Or hell, even a Baker Mayfield. And you've got a receiving core of DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, uh, Dorsch. I mean, you've got, and not only that, let's not forget, they have Zach Ertz there too. You've got weapons. You've got a good offensive line too. You could use another tremendous offensive line where the Cardinals are drafting Peter Skarinski, Paris Johnson. You've got tons of massive offensive line guys right there that could help you instantly. Plus, you got James Conner. I mean, the defense isn't too bad either. Is it time for the Cardinals to just wipe their hands clean of Kyler Murray? Uh, I think they should have done that before they signed him to that giant extension. Yeah, it's just going to be a hard reset for that organization. You know, they depended so much on Kyler. And I'd imagine he'll have a lot of suitors because of, I mean, they'll see his talent. I mean, just pure athleticism and more, but I know he's gone through a lot of injuries, but, I mean, he's relied on athleticism and being the fastest, you know, most gifted player his whole life, and it's kind of caught up to him, so I don't know what changes he can really make or what offense that can, you know, scheme for him to for him to thrive. Yeah, I don't I mean, I think at this point, if you're going to trade for Kyler Murray or sign him, you're just doing it for ticket sales. So expect, you know, a team that doesn't make a lot of noise. And and, and the one other quarterback, you know, that's kind of, you know, has a similar style to Kyler Murray that I feel like we may see big news happen is Lamar Jackson. I mean, are the Ravens going to pay him? You know, if they don't pay him, will they sign and there, trade him? There's no way. There's no way they could let him go. I mean, I'm. I don't buy the Lamar Jackson hype either. I mean, here's my scale. Michael Michael Vick is the scale. He's the standard. He was a running QB. Then his accuracy kind of sucked. But over the years, Michael Vick was able to better his accuracy so he didn't have to run as much. Kyler and Lamar have not shown any type. Now, Lamar, okay, I take it back. Lamar has improved his accuracy. He has. But can you tell me that Baltimore is really the place where he's going to win a Super Bowl? There's no – nobody's there. Mark Andrews? I mean yeah. – well, I was about to say they don't have any receivers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and like then you Outside of know... Andrews, like how are they supposed to – but that's like the staff's fault though. Like they're supposed to arm him with weapons. <laughs> like how do you expect a guy to improve his accuracy, have more confidence in his throwing ability if you're just throwing out random dudes and then Mark Andrews – who teams can focus on anyway. Exactly. Yeah, they have, they have Bateman who gets hurt all year. I mean, they have Devin DuVernay, who I love, that Texas has been doing with a good weapon for them. But, I mean, he's gotten hurt now. 
He hurt his foot. He's out. So it's like, who does, like you said, who does he throw to? What, Demarcus Robinson's there? That's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't That's Sammy Watkins there too? Um, uh, man, Sammy Watkins has been all over. He's He's been on every team at least once, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, the, I mean, I think as long as Greg Roman's there, I think Lamar will hang out there. I don't know, man. I mean, the big, I don't mind Lamar saying in Baltimore, if they're going to pay him, you know, tons of cash, I, I think they really should pay him. Because if not, then that team's moving again, like they did from Cleveland back to Baltimore. Because I, the, the Baltimore's no defense is still good, too. Still yeah. pretty good. I was, was going to say, I saw, I forget where I read it, but they're doing like, you know, NFL predictions, whatever, somewhere. But they're saying one team that, you know, could get interested to go for Lamar is the Giants since they have weak uh, Martindale. And the Giants with Lamar? I mean, I don't know. I mean, getting rid of Daniel Jones for Lamar. I mean, that'd be kind of scary for the Cowboys in that division, but still. Daniel Jones. I, you know, back on draft night when he was drafted, which he was in the same class, he was drafted right after, um, not right after, but in the same class as Kyler Murray. I said Daniel Jones would be the best QB to come out of that draft. And I got some flack for that. But if you look at it right now, can we say that it's pretty much a toss-up still between Daniel Jones and Kyler Murray? Or oh, I, I just... take Jones over Murray right now. I think so, too. Yeah, I, I think I think Jones right now is probably the biggest bargain at quarterback in the league. He's gonna be cheap. I, mean, I he's know, gonna be real cheap. He's gonna be cheap, and what he's doing in New York right now with all of the injuries surrounding that team. And oh that's the thing; gracious. he has no receiver. He literally has no receivers yeah. at all. Yeah. I mean, oh, and he he's almost getting sacked on like every other play. It's wild how he's still up on his feet right now. Him and Saquon are the reason why they're still in the playoff hunt. But he's making stuff happen. I mean, David Bellinger is your best receiver. And that's like, wow. I mean, imagine. Okay, so Lamar goes to the Giants. You're you're hearing that rumor. It, It doesn't solve anything. There's no receivers in New York. So... I don't. I would almost just say, you know what, Danny, you did great. Let's re-sign you, but we're not going to give you this max money. Make it all incentive type money. If we get here, if we do this, if we go there, you know, you get all this money, yada yada. But I mean, there's there's a lot of off-season questions, and we're coming up to the off-season anyway, so we're going to have to get into all this here on Sweep the League again. Sweep the League Sports Talk comes to you every single week. We were on Christmas break. We had to go save Salvation Army and save Christmas which we did. We helped them raise over $30,000. They hit their goal. Baller Boys podcast at Stats and Shamaya. They they talk everything sports related. They have a lot of fun. It's a great podcast. Uh, D. Gerv, Big Mo Show, every single Monday night. Shamaya on the beat, internet radio. I am refocused radio, all a part of the Sweep the League family. Quick glance on the NBA talk, man. Um, right now, Spurs are playing Oklahoma City. Um, they're getting beat, I think, by like seven right now. But um, you know, I, I've been I've been on locked on Spurs with our good friend Jeff Garcia quite a bit, and I keep mentioning one name, and it sucks because he played for the University of Duke, which I hate. But I've been telling Jeff every single show that Trey Jones has just been Mister Consistent the entire season. How do you guys feel about me saying that Trey Jones is the most consistent spur on this team right now? 
I mean, he was pretty impressive last season. I thought uh, I thought he was very under the radar for his performance last year. So, I mean, I, I, I think I have to agree with that, you know. He is Mr. Consistent. He's, you know, contributing every night, doing his thing. Doesn't mean he has to go explode in the stat sheet or the numbers, but he's just balancing out and doing all those little things that you expect him to do. Yeah, Project Spurs, uh, you know, I was, was going to talk to them, a couple people out there about, but – um talking with Jeff on Lockdown Spurs. Rock, you do a lot of uh Spurs coverage as well. How do you feel on that Trey Jones thing? I mean, I think he's been really consistent all year. We haven't seen any up and down games from him. He's filling the stat sheet. I mean, to me, he's been ideally the 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 best player on their team when it comes to being consistent. Yeah, no, for sure. You I mean you just see him so calm and collected. He- then it's all at the end of the game when this when the Spurs were kind of blow, they're bound to blow, blow another lead to the Jazz. You know they they were just couldn't get a bucket. No one can you know no one could defend, and they were just being careless with the ball. But you saw Trey come down to the court, you know near the end, and he was the guy that got two crucial buckets at the end, and just made you know smart call complected plays. And I and I kind of talked with uh with our with our friend Joe Garcia about it. I said you know what let's say the Spurs get a scoop. You know, if they miss out on Wimby, or you know, they get not if they get the second or third pick, I go. I asked him, I was like, "Do you think Trey would still start?" And he's like, "Probably not. You got to put Scoot in." But I'm like, "Man, like maybe they they ease in Scoot and leave Trey in because just you know he's looked so much better than last year, and he's so not turnover prone. And you're just seeing him grow. But I mean, eventually you probably see him as a good backup point guard that will play healthy minutes. But still, man, I mean, even if they got Scoot or someone." You know, in a guard sense, I just feel like Trey would be a good role model for him just to model the game after a little bit. I think if they miss out on the Scoot, uh, you know, uh, draft pick right there to get Scoot Henderson, I think Trey deserves to technically be your starting uh, point guard. I mean, he runs the system really well. Like, you're right, low turnovers. I mean, he's one of the top guys on the turnover to assist, uh, assist turnover ratio this season. So, I mean... Blake Wesley is the other guy who I think will eventually take over that starting uh, point guard spot. But like I mentioned to Jeff, Blake Wesley is like Antonio Daniels 2.0. Very exciting, very explosive, can score in, in spurts. I mean, he can be a starter. He probably will be the starter. But I'm more confident in Trey Jones leading the Spurs team as a point guard. If you don't get a scoop, you know, Henderson or anybody like that in the draft, which... Reminder to these Spurs fans, when they got Tim Duncan, they were not the worst team in the league. They were the third worst team in the league. So it doesn't matter where you finish. If you're in the lottery, you know, top three teams in the lottery, your chances are good either way. So um, Team Tank and Team whatever, I don't follow any of that shit. It doesn't bother me (laughs) at all. It's interesting because even like even if Trey doesn't end up being the starter, he is a valuable bench guy just contributing, being consistent. I mean, that's what he was last season when he had his uh, minutes to shine and his abilities were on full display. So at the very least, you have Trey coming off the bench and contributing in big ways in that aspect. True. Very, very true. So that was, you know, so Spurs talk we're going to get into about Mr. Consistent Trey Jones. Again, Spurs, you know, not one of, they're one of the worst teams in the league, but it's most, it's expected. I mean, talent's going to always outshine, um, you know, a rebuilding team. So we'll see where they finish. It's still a long season. We haven't even hit the all-star break. So we'll get back to the Spurs talk here uh, a lot more after the NFL season. But we got sweeper keep coming up, and then we've got our off-the-rail segment. So 
Super keep stats. Let's get it going, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the segment Sweep or Keep, where, uh, well, for those of you who have never listened to Sweep the League podcast, take a listen here. So sweep or keep, you're either going to sweep something, which means you don't like it, you're going to throw it away in the trash. And what I mean, don't like it, it's either going to be maybe a take, a tweet, or an opinion of sorts, and you're either going to sweep it, which means you don't like it, or you're going to keep it, which means you are going to hang on to it and put it up on your mantle over your fireplace and cherish it forever. So, gentlemen, let's play the game of sweep or keep. We got a good one, a lot of NFL stuff, guys. So we're going to start with our friend, uh, Matthew Stafford. Um, (laughs) Matthew Stafford, when asked by his wife if he was planning to retire, his answer was simply no with a period. Gentlemen, sweep or keep? Uh so if we sweeping it, are we saying that he's gonna retire? Do you agree with him saying no or do you disagree? Is essentially what it is. Like okay. do you think it's time for Stafford to retire? He got a Super Bowl. I think it's time for him to retire. This season this season basically proves that you don't really need to accomplish anything more. You've already been at the top of the mountain. You've got way more than Matt Ryan will ever have. So (laughs) by all means, just retire, buddy. I honestly, I think, I think Baker's doing a pretty damn good job to where they're going to really consider making him a starter. Um, You saw how it went this season already for Matt Ryan. I mean, not Ryan, uh, Matthew Stafford. So be the better of the two Matthews and just retire. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like he needs to be that quarterback to set the example for Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady over here was asked by reporters, has he you know talked about retirement, consider it, and he says no. And this man needs to retire. Stafford needs to retire. Just need to hang it up, man. I mean, this guy <laughs> has a hurt elbow. Essentially, it's like a Tommy John in a sense that they compared it to, and just hang it up, man. You're never gonna be the same, and just you know, just live to see another day and go ride high with the Super Bowl, man. Exactly, exactly. He needs to just ride high. I, I before his stats goes on, is one of these questions gonna involve Brandon Staley? No. Okay. Does this have to do? Okay, I think I've heard. <laughs> okay, okay, Rudy, you're gonna have to explain this because I saw something about Staley, but I wasn't sure what yeah. it was. So after after sweeper keep, yeah, I, I want you to talk about this. <laughs> okay. So next, gentlemen, uh, again, a lot of hot stuff happening in the NFL right now. Um, as you all know, uh, coach of the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, was. <laughs> so I don't know if you all have had a chance to see any of his comments. <laughs> Post firing, they are priceless. Um, so I'm gonna go over one of the comments here. So, this again, this is from Nathaniel Hackett after being fired by the Broncos. He says, What the F was I meant to do? It's hard to coach a guy who has more bathrooms in his house than touchdowns on the year, (laughs) (laughs) gentlemen. Sweep or keep? (laughs) I am 100% keeping that comment. Russell Wilson has been complete ass this year i don't know what his problem is i mean you can't say he doesn't have receivers you have jerry judy you have Cortland sutton you have uh the with deluch or whatever his name tight end um you know he's douche. a rookie dude yeah, Greg yeah. Douche. yeah i don't know if it's douche that's kind of dickhead response no, I'm joking. <laughs> um <laughs> but and you know and the running game i get okay the running game may have suffered but what I don't get how I really don't get how 
This is Nathaniel Hackett's fault. First year is what Broncos head coach, and he gets fired because Russell Wilson is not Russell Wilson. That that's not like to me. That makes no sense whatsoever. But when you're right, when Russell Wilson has more bathrooms than touchdowns the entire year, that is a problem. That is a massive problem. You, that is. Uh, Ryan Leaf could probably have more touchdown passes this year than Russell Wilson in that offense. Oh, Jamarcus Russell. I won't go that far. Jamarcus oh, okay. Russell. Jamarcus Russell. If he was literally throwing to his to four receivers and only one guy defending them, all four of them, he would throw a pick. That's how bad Jamarcus Russell was. So I I won't say go as far as Jamarcus Russell, but I will say that this is not Nathaniel Hackett's fault. I I completely get what he's saying. I keep that statement. Russell Wilson is garbage. You are garbage this year, Russell Wilson. Broncos, let's ride. <laughs> Sweep the lead nation. Let's ride. <laughs> oh God. Can we get you to say that for the YouTube channel? Dude, I will, dude. I'll, I'll just start saying it, man. That'll be the intro. <laughs> or outro. Yeah, we'll open the podcast. We'll have you record like an audio clip and I'll put that at the beginning of the podcast. I'll I'll do it. Sweep the lead nation. Let's ride. Oh there God. we go. There you you gotta go. give that fake laugh and that fake, you know, happy look that he gave the camera that day. But yeah, dude, Russell Wilson is just buns, man. This guy needs to go back to somewhere, man. I don't even know. Go put him in the CFL, man. This guy. Did you say buns? Yeah, he's buns, man. That's new. He's buns. Wait, yeah. did you mean duns or buns? He's buns. Buns, like hamburger buns. buns. Can Can you explain that? That's yeah. That's where he's trash, you know. So we're not saying he's trash. Are you Are you afraid of offending Russell Wilson? Nah, he's just buns, dude. I, I wait, mean, wait, wait, what does that mean? Do, do, you toss ham- do you toss hamburger buns in the trash? We could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but Russell Wilson is basura. There you go. He is basura. I think Rox, right. uh, I think Rox wants to move on because he doesn't want to go on the Russell Wilson you know, All right. tirade here. All right. Speaking of trash, we're going to move on. Oh, and yeah, we are yeah, still yeah. in the NFL here. So um, going from one trash pile to the next, we're going to our friend Urban Meyer. Seriously? Right. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you've heard of this comment, but it was, oh, it was pretty good. Urban Meyer on the number one worst coaching hire of all time. He says, stop comparing me to Hackett. Hackett couldn't hold my chuck strap <laughs> or keep. Wow. Um, okay, so Urban got fired pretty quick. I mean, literally. Are we talking he can't hold his jock on the field or off the field? Because a hundred percent, nobody God. can hold Urban's jock off the field. If we if video serves us correct and the evidence is there, nobody can hold Urban's jock off the field and in bars. So if it's on the field, he's a one hundred percent, you know, dumbass for saying that. But if you're taking Urban to a Cowboys dance hall or something, yeah, Urban's the man. You can't hold his jock in there. Urban is a champion, man. This guy's a champion, so I agree with Urban, man. He's a dog. He's a dog on and off the field, man. That's all I got to say. He is a dog. Is, did him and his wife divorce? I can't remember. I have no clue. I don't even I remember. Whatever came I out of that. 
Uh, I don't know. The only divorce I know he had was with the Jags. So, yeah. Well, that was. I mean, but how do you how do you get divorced for? I mean, not divorced. How do you? He got fired because of that video, right? That was. Well, like, I mean, the team was pretty trash too. Well, the team was trash, and I get you know the coaching change, but I mean the video kind of seemed. And wasn't he in London when that happened? Like they were playing in London, and they fired him on the way back or something. I think so. Oh, you got to watch out for those pubs, man. Well, yeah, but I mean, literally, how are you going to get, I mean, it wasn't his day off and he's getting laid by another woman. Are you getting fired on that? Jesus Christ, Urban. And y'all guys wanted him as the coach of the Cowboys. Y'all are crazy. Do you imagine imagine Urban Meyer and Jerry Jones in the same bar? There's not enough cocaine for that party to even, you know, (laughs) be done. Oh, my gosh. I'm off the walls. Jesus Christ. I, I'm just thinking about that. And then you go and make a phone call to Michael Irvin. Oh, we need to go to the next one. Forget it. No, forget <laughs> it. We don't want to think about that. All right. Well, with that being said, that is the sweeper key. But Rudy, you've got a yeah. special bonus so, story here. So Monday Night Football, we saw Brandon Staley, Chargers head coach, warming up, technically warming up. He's doing stairs. He's walking up the stairs, running up and down the stairs. He gets on the field and he starts doing, I don't know what you call it, but he's in a dog, doggy position. <laughs> I'm watching it right now. Yeah. And he's what? Thrusting forward in a doggy position. Huh. Sweeper keep or whatever you want to call this. Can we get one of you guys to do that while we ring the bell next year? Oh, I'll do it easily because I already do it at, at the gym. Oh, and I'm glad you said that because what the hell does that work out? It works out. It works out your your back and your spine. It stretches out. It's called a cow pose. It's called a what? A cow pose. I mean, for real. It's like I learned. No, it I'm not. Yoga. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. But I mean, yeah. Would you cows like stretch like that? I don't know why it's called that, but it actually does feel good on your lower back. You know what? I think all three of us need to go record a video tonight doing this and seeing how it feels. But I mean, I mean, he's really going. I, I thought maybe he was dreaming and it was a wet dream or something when I saw it. But dude, I am 100 percent keeping this. This is priceless. It, it's got to be kept. Try it. I want you, I want you to try it after we get out. Of this of the show and tell me how it feels. I I well, I mean, does it work out the ass bone? Because if it does, I'll do it. I have no ass, so you I mean, clen- you can clench well, it. If you did butt. this in public at a gym, like, would anyone look at you? Hey, they're probably looking at me. They're like, "Damn, I'm not gonna say anything." As much as I want to say something, I can't say nothing on that. You do do this at the gym. You literally do this at the gym. Yeah, it's part of my it's part of my wine warm up when I'm not like, gonna so, hit legs and stuff. So how, day, how many ladies are like watching when you do this? So how many ladies? However many ladies want to watch doesn't matter to me. Well, how many had, dudes I, are watching like dude, when you do this too? Hey, I I don't discriminate, man. Whatever you want to do, <laughs> I have my I have my headphones on full blast. So I'm just kind of zoned out, so it's whatever. Yikes! How come you didn't have me doing this the day you worked out with me? Dude, it's because you remember. You remember, I was I was mad or I was annoyed with that front desk person. Well, 
how are you okay how is the front desk guy to blame you're not supposed to be in the gym after you were like i'll just show up okay he scans his card and it says, you know, oh, you're only a member at this gym, not this gym. Well, I don't, I don't know this. And then they're like, see, and 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 I'm gonna steal uh, uh, like Mike Taylor's little segment where he where he punches people, punch the Gold's gym for creating memberships where you can only go to select gyms. Man, that's well, so there's, stupid. There's two. There's a black membership and a, a regular membership. I know, and I suppose, and I and I got told I have the black membership, but I didn't. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, can I just, you know, go to this gym, you know? But then I look at medical center, I'm like, how is this, a, you know, above black membership or whatever it is? I'm like, how is this a special gym? It's just medical and it's small. It's not like, you know, I'm going to Rogers Ranch or like, you know, somewhere bougie. Yeah, well, I guess it's one of the only gyms or one of the few gyms that has like a big ass basketball court. That's it. That, that was a nice basketball court, I have to admit. I do play basketball a lot there. I really do. I'm, I'm hoping to get my uh, my call up one day to the G League at some point, which probably will never happen. All I right, can't man. Wait for you to ball like Jason Williams, man. <laughs> Jason Williams. Now, which one are we talking? Jason Williams of the Sacramento Kings, or oh yeah, Jason Williams who blew his limo driver to death uh, from the New Jersey Nets. Uh, uh, the showman. Okay, Jason the showman. All right, we'll go with that then. We're yeah. going to end this on – we're going to go off the rails right now. We got a couple minutes left uh, on uh, the podcast here tonight. Off the rail segment. All right, so we talked about my eating habits and how I ate like 20,000 calories a day, and I was a I was a big old job of the hut type person back then. You know, drinking. Wait. What's that? <laughs> what do you got, Stats? No, I was gonna say we barely scraped the surface on your diet. Oh, man. yeah. You... At some point, at some point, we're gonna have to dedicate an episode just <laughs> to all of our diets. I would love to hear Rock's diet. To be honest with you, I really would like to hear Rock's diet on this. But mm, my like diet just so fluctuates, man, and I'm like always in between like a dirty bulk or like you know just going getting working it off. Like I'll tell you what I ate today, man. I ate what I ate today. So I ate a bagel. And a protein shake for breakfast. Uh-huh. Had some coffee, just straight black coffee. Hell yeah! I, I can't that. do straight black coffee. I'm trying it one time, dude, but I can't. Rock, dude, you're my black brother, man. Just pounding <laughs> you right now. Wow. All right. <laughs> and then I had some um, <laughs> some boneless wings. That's it. And then for dinner, I had uh, salmon and some pasta. Does that make you any less of a man to get boneless wings? Nah, dude, boneless wings go hard. I don't care if you. Dude, hell wings. yeah, rock, dude. dude. You, no, no, I, like, I'm not nuggets. I don't care, dude, rock. Not, you're my boneless brother, dude. Hell, I'm yeah. not saying anything wrong with it. I would. I like boneless wings. You know, I used to eat boneless wings just like everybody else. But you had those mean, those guys, you know, oh, well, if you were eating boneless wings, you know, that makes you less of a man. It's chicken, bro. I mean, it's chicken. Some bone and wings are garbage, man. Like, you're just like, oh, what am I eating, man? Well, no, you're right. Because there, I was a particular wing stop in town um, that I went to and I got, you Ugh. know, the bone and wings. And it was all bone. There yeah. was no meat anywhere in any of those wings. I'm like, what the hell? So, or some I of them will have like too much fat on it, and you're just like, ugh, eating like just. <laughs> I get it. I get. It. So that's rocks. My meal today was I had uh, grapes and cheese for breakfast. I had. Ooh, do you have wine with it? 
that was my that was my poor man's wine and cheese right mm, there. There you go. Um, coffee. I had coffee. I had coffee right now for the podcast. For lunch, I had my traditional chipotle meal, which I do brown rice, black beans, half chicken, half barbacoa with medium and cheese. And got home, ate some parmesan crusted green beans, uh, ate some uh, lightly salted peanuts and a few grapes. And that's my whole meal all day. Dude, before yeah. we go, before we sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Sad. Before we go to stats, uh, diet. Have y'all heard? Uh, I've been going trending about the about the thing that people do on New Year's that if you eat grapes under a table. Oh, no. New Year's tradition. Yeah, yeah. So, this is. Uh, I mean, this is straight up Poodle West Side stuff. Um, uh-huh. You either eat grapes or you eat black. No, not black beans. Uh, what is it? Black eyed peas. A spoon of black eyed peas. So a while, a long ass time ago, a long ass time ago, when I was married uh, my first time, her family, her grandmother would give us the option. Would you want the grapes or do you want the black eyed peas? And me not knowing, I was like, you know, I I want the grapes, but the kids and everybody get the grapes first because the black eyed peas are freaking horrible. So she comes to me and I'm like, I'll take grapes. I don't have any more. You have to have the black eyed peas. I'm like, oh God. So getting a spoon, not a little spoon. We're not talking, you know, the spoon you get with the the little baby food, you know, jars and stuff. We're talking the massive, you know what? I'm a ladle in Mexican terms, you know, type spoon of black eyed peas. And I had to eat that. So from that moment on every new year's, I made it a point to grab a bag of green, uh, to grab a bag of grapes the moment I walked that door at like six o'clock. But it's true. Whatever you're saying is true. I mean, they say it's good luck to do that. Yeah, they said it's like good luck. And I saw that as like good luck. And then supposedly like if you eat it under a table or something, like you're guaranteed to find the love of your life at like like soon or something. I don't know. And I was like, what the heck? And like, it was like on TikTok and like I saw someone write about it on the internet and they referenced like San Antonio Express News and I was like, oh, I guess it is legit or... I've never heard that. Yeah. I've never heard that either. Eat eat it under a table. So I guess that's what I'm doing this New Year's Eve. So you haven't found the love of your life yet, Ron? Nah, man. It's going to come though. It's going to come. I thought it was the Cowboys. (laughs) I don't love that much. So in all honesty... I'm gonna be honest. In all honesty, I've I've known Rock for years already, for a, a couple of years usually. And I I've seen some I've seen, you know, friends of yours, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, this is I thought this was maybe Rock's girl or something like that. But you've never had that love of your life feeling. Nah, man. I mean what? I'm young, so like <laughs> I've gone through, you know, a couple of heartbreaks and stuff, but I'm I'm in the in the mode where I'm putting myself first and you know just going with the flow and kind of just focusing on me and just uh whatever happens happens i mean if i meet someone i meet someone but i don't want to just be focusing on trying to find the love of my life i'm i'm only 26 man i mean i got a lot to uh, live thanks Hopefully. for letting me feel even older now <laughs> God well, Lord, you're, you're only like 90 man come on yeah thanks but both of you guys combined <laughs> are probably like maybe eight years older than me if we combine both y'all's age so now, now I want to ask, what do you think comes first, me getting married or me having a kid? Honestly, <laughs> I figured you would have had a kid by now. Damn. I mean, I'm about that. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> I, I would, I would definitely say the kid. I'm, Damn. Um, 
if if I if I can't say comfortably, but I would I would reluctantly hesitate to put all my money on the kid part. I mean, I would like hesitate for a brief second. So so would you say that what comes first, Rock gets married or Rock has his second kid? Second kid? <laughs> oh man. With the same girl? I just said second kid. Oh god, Rock. Um I think if Rock has the kid first, which probably will happen, I think he gets married to that girl. I, I think Rock's the kind of guy where if if he if he ends up being a dad, he's he's a dad dad and he's gonna be with that girl. And oh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so I think Rock gets married before that second I, kid. I, I just think I think <laughs> My idea, if I ever have a kid, it's gonna be with someone like I'm, I'm with for a bit, and it's gonna like just happen out of the blue. But it's not saying you know I'm having a kid and I'm forced to get married. It's just gonna. I want it to be. I know I can't always guarantee things because you know accidents happen or whatever. But I just want it to be with someone that I can see a future with. And but I don't want kids right now. I kind of want to wait till my my thirties, honestly. That's a lifetime away, dude. That's a <laughs> lifetime away. All right, man. I mean, I don't want to have kids right now. I want to go into life. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Now, what, what, what's more realistic? Rock having, I'll put it to Rock coming, you know, getting married, or someone knocking that door saying, "Hey, Rock, this is your kid." The unknown kid, married one, the married one. So you can, yeah. you can guarantee that you don't have a kid out there somewhere. I can guarantee it. Yeah, guarantee. Right. We you don't think so anyone. Much. You don't think anyone like jacked your trash can <laughs> of those tissues or anything? You know. Nah, oh dude. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> no, no, no woman has been in your laundry with the socks or anything. <laughs> I, I never understood that. Why? Why would you reuse that sock? I never understood that. That is well. So gross. I've never, I've never tested the sock theory. I will say that much. Um, it can't be that comfortable. I've never tested it either. But well, I mean. I know it's not the same, but to me, I think about it. It's like is it, it's like carpet burn, isn't it? I mean, yeah, why would that's you what I mean, that, though. Like, how is it comfortable? Junk. I mean, and then why would know. you wanna, why would you want to reuse that sock? Why would you want to put your foot in something that? Well, you know, you know. Well, I would hope you'd wash it before you reused it. Well, even then, though, like you know, like you... I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna do the deed and put it back in the drawers. That's <laughs> well, yeah, of course not. But, but but I mean, just psychologically, like you're looking through your socks, you're getting up in the morning, you're getting dressed for work. You're like, God, did I just do it in this sock like a week ago? Like you have that in the back of your head. You I've know? I've never done it in the sock. I wouldn't know anything about the sock. I'm I'm guessing neither one of you have used the sock. I mean. I'm no, I, I Rock, have that. you used the sock? <laughs> no, I have not. I was gonna say that pause right there was like maybe thinking like, should I say yes? Should I say no? Should I say yes? Should I say no? I mean, again, we're not we're not saying that anybody on this show has done anything like that. I mean, now they say ninety nine percent of men do it, while the one percent just deny it. I mean, that's what I've heard. Wow, what what even is this segment anymore? I don't even know. We were supposed to talk about drunk nights, and we're talking about lonely nights. And yeah, well, we we might have to save that for the next episode. Then I will say this: I will end this on this for a drunk night. One of my drunk nights is uh, in Ohio. Uh, you know, my 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 wife Gina and I were up there, and we decided it'd be cool to have a party. 
in our house and we invited a couple of friends and I drank an entire bottle of Jose Cuervo uh, especial, the big bottle of especial. I don't know how many beers I drank. I drank so much beer. I don't remember. I think there was even margaritas involved. Um, but two things that remind me of that night. First off, my wife gets a, I beg my wife to the point where I'm busting out the lip, the pouting lip and be like, can I have a beer? She says, no, you're done. Like, can I have a beer? No. I'm like, please. And I give her, I give her the puss in boots look and the, the lip just curled out. And like, she feels so bad for me. So she goes and gets me a beer. She puts water in it. So I take a drink of the beer. And my first and my only words are like, that's not beer. That's water. I want a real beer. Argue with her a little bit more. She got me a beer. And I was like, to the point, apparently, apparently I was like in tears almost. So she was like, all right, I'll get you a beer. She gave me a beer. I drank that beer. And I gave her the West Side, the West Side, you know, reaction that all true West Side drunks give their woman. At the, you know, like I got one over you. But then 10 minutes later, everybody goes to the kitchen. They left me in the damn living room. We had a tabletop table, the wooden tables. You know, we eat dinner on the table thing, uh, the table stand. I get up and my wife says that they run to the living room because all they hear is 400 something pounds just crashing to the ground. And I'm laying on my back, broken table and all. I break the table. And there is there are pictures of it. I just don't know where the hell they are. So if I can find the pictures, I will tell you that. Drunk nights for me have been like that. Um, killing bottles and every night. Uh, there was a point I drank two bottles of Jose. I drank uh, like a 12-pack of beer and some other stuff. So, yeah, those are my drunken nights. I don't know if you guys have any drunken nights. Yeah, well, uh, I, I'm trying to recall some of them because I know I've forgotten full details on them because you know <laughs> the nature of the beast in that sense rocks had to have had drunk nights i don't drink you liar i'm straight edge <laughs> wait a minute you're the one talking about getting plastered when we go bowling nah dude i'm really talking about it's not me well no it was you and candace even talked about getting plastered when we go i think, bowling. You, have, I think you mixed up with a different rock man it's, no. it's not that Oh, okay. So the guy that posts all these pictures at weddings and beer in hand and all this stuff is not you. Booty shorts. Nope, not me, man. (laughs) I I mean, I was drinking water. So why is it I get text messages, hey, let's go here, or hey, meet me out here. Let's go have a drink (laughs) here. I mean... Nah, I drink socially, man. I don't really really try to get drunk. I mean, I just have a a good time. But have you ever been drunk? Oh, yeah, and and it just feels like, you know... Like blackout drunk. uh, not black, but just like to the point, and it's just like I don't like doing it because you know I don't want to drive and all that, or uh, put someone at risk, and or just feel like absolute trash the next day. But I just go out socially, and I just like to have fun. I like to go out and dance more, honestly, and just just be a goofball. That's more fun to me. Dancing? Oh my god! Yeah, dude. Like 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 this Saturday, I'm gonna be in a downtown area for uh, one of my good friend, uh, my good friend's house, who's uh, moving to Seattle. Shout out to Ben. He was moving from San Antonio to Seattle. He lived here. He's worked here uh, as a as a writer for twenty five years, and he's got a job in the Seattle Times. Uh, 
That's wow. Good, man. That yeah. is- so he's actually the first one that gave me an opportunity to, to news write. So shout out to Ben Olivo for that. No, nice. shout uh, out to Ben. Yes, sir. And I wouldn't be where I was. I wouldn't be here without him, man. You know, without you know, you giving me a chance, Michael giving me a chance, everyone else giving me a chance. But um, yeah, we're gonna be having a party in Southtown King William area, and we're gonna have a good time, man. It's his last little going away party. Uh, he wow. leaves in January, so it should be fun, man. But I'm I'm hoping to dance a lot and. Maybe a a beer a beer bottle will be my be my New Year's Eve kiss. Oh man, we gotta put you on Tinder or something. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get you a date for New Year's. Nah, man. Then 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 I have to you know give them attention and everything. It's not. I just want to have fun with my friends, man. Not, not if you Rock. pay for a date. I mean, rocks rocks all about the me myself and I. There yes. we go. No, I've been on Tinder and hinge stuff and like. Have Bumble. you really? I'm being serious. Yeah, like for for I mean, I've been on there and seen some people I know, and like match with some people. Like even I saw some people from high school I went to the match and talked, but just like I'm just tired of the whole everyone knows everyone in San Antonio vibe, and just like oh, so yeah, yeah. I could see that being a little awkward. <laughs> yeah, Damn, definitely. I'm not. I'm, I don't know if y'all feel that way, where you feel like everyone knows everyone in San Antonio. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. I. It sucks, especially in the bowling scene. I know so many people in bowling and then it's like, I've seen you before. Like where, Oh, you bowl with so-and-so like, Oh yeah. Well, I'm, you know, their brother or their sister. I'm like, Oh, okay. So then that person is like another tree of other people that you tend to know. So (laughs) for a big city, everybody does know everybody. That's the sad part about San Antonio. All right. Well, we're done here, but it is New Year's. When we come back, it'll be the new year. It'll be 2023. Before we go, guys, New Year's resolutions, what do you have in mind? What do you want to say to everybody out there as we leave 2022? One of y'all can go first. Go ahead, Mark. All right. New Year's resolutions. Um, just, you know, eating a little healthier. Um, for those of y'all out there, just, um, you know, go out there and find some hope, guys. Uh, there's a lot of people who maybe are isolated who or just have low self-esteem go find yourself a goal um find yourself some people meet some meet people make friends um and go out there and be a good kind person too you know just uh the world needs more helping hands um so if anything work on just being a better person you know not only for yourself but for those around you there you go rock yeah so uh to the viewers <laughs> and to the viewers um I give off three things that everyone should go for. And it's not, it's not hard to attain, but, um, you know, kind of going off of Mark said, you know, being a better person, um, kind of just, you know, shifting a little bit of it, just, you know, being striving to be a better person, like at least 1% of a better person you were the day before, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, work related or, you know, whatever performance wise at your job, whatever, but it's just like mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever you, whatever you want to do, just trying to strive in, in this understanding, even if you don't reach that 1%, you know, it's okay, man, you're going to have a shit day sometimes and just realizing that but also you know just being present and um just trying to help others like mark said man i mean being present is the most important thing life's too short you know we worry too much about the future and just you know avoid seeing family and friends and just trying to work hard and attain goals but you just be present in the moment man i mean just go outside take a walk you know be with the kids be with the family members tell them i love you so yeah just being present and you know go just being outside and stuff those are the uh the wonderful words of two of our co-hosts here because we're all co-hosts we're not hosts there's no one host in here of our co-hosts here at sweep the league and all i want to say is i want to echo what these guys are saying you know 
A, be yourself. You know, for many years, I, I was myself, but to a point where I was probably a little too nice. And I'm going, 2022 is actually good. I became an old asshole like I used to be. Well, 2023 is going to be even worse, I think. I've cut a lot of people out in 2022, and I'm going to cut a whole lot more out in 2023. Live your dream. Live your life. You know what? You only get one of these things. So make the best of it. If you want to take that trip, take that trip. If you want to tell that person to F off, tell them to F off. You live the life the way you want to live it. And that's what I want to say going into 2023 for all you people out there. You got to do what you got to do. You know what? I never once thought, you know, years ago that this would be getting as big as it is. And it's getting big. We met a lot of people. We're about to meet more people, more athletes this coming year. So live your dream. Have fun. Drink a beer. You know, if you're in Rock's case, have a kid. I don't know. Do whatever. You did, motherfuckers. <laughs> just, just live your life and, you know, make 2023 your best, uh, your best year to date. So for stats, for Rocky, for Candace, for Derek, for Shamaya, uh, we'll be back in 2023 with the uh, another episode of Sweep the League and a lot more coming this, uh, this year. We got a lot of merchandise coming out stuff like that youtube channels getting released uh, websites getting built i mean we got a lot of stuff in store for everybody so for everybody else happy new year we will see y'all next year oh yeah